Welcome to the Child Free Wealth Podcast, hosted by Bree and Dr. J, Certified Financial Planner. Here we discuss life and finances as it relates to being child free. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your advisor before implementing any ideas heard on this podcast. All right, Child Free Wealth listeners, I've got a bit of a soapbox today, and um, hopefully Bree will talk me down. I don't know if she's going to talk me down on this one. Twice recently, we've had colleagues say, hey, I was looking at the Child Free Wealth website, I looked at your about page, and I thought Bree was your wife. I was going to start off by saying, Bree is not my wife. Second thing, what the heck? Why is there an assumption that because... I guess I'm male, she's female, and on the same about page for a company, and we do a podcast together, that we're married. Yeah. I don't get this. You know, I said this to Brie, and it kind of bothered me quite a bit. And she's like, well, I've seen it before. And I'm like, that doesn't make it better. I didn't say that it was better because I've seen it before. There has not been a job that I've worked at where I haven't been confused as the wife. And I think that really- Is that because of your wife material? Like- I don't know, but- my favorite, if I'm feeling like a little bit irritated, I'll be like, mm, that's cute. No, I'm gay. And then it usually makes the person who says it really embarrassed. That's kind of how I tend to respond. Let's talk about this. All right. Previous episode, we talked about we were at the FinCon conference and I was sitting there in a, in a room and somebody said, you know, they were going to go to such and such session. And they're like, yeah, but I'm done listening to old white men talk about their business. And I'm like, okay, I'm with you. First of all, I can't change my gender, my race, my anything. So whatever it is, diversity is actually a core component of what we do as a company. I'm trying to hire people that reflect the community we serve, child-free folks as a whole that are serving child-free folks. Actually, part of the hiring is a question of why do you want to serve child-free folks? But I'm going to be honest, a lot of the financial community is white men. They call it old, pale, and stale, right? I see it. I can't change it for me, but I can change it for the rest. These like misogynist beliefs that Bree's getting ahead because she married to me or something, which just pisses me off. Yeah, you know, definitely did not happen. I'm getting ahead because I worked my ass off for things and I asked. That is true. And I try to find the best people to serve clients, the best people to be part of our team. I don't care who they are, but help me understand, Bree, why somebody would re- look at our about page and just because we're on the same page, Ashley's also on there. They said, well, Ashley's obviously not there because Ashley s- says something about her relationships. And they said that I should put a photo up with me and my wife so that they know that Bree and I are not married. Yeah. This bothers me. Yeah, that bothers me too. Like, I don't think, would you put a picture of on your about pages at work? Do you have your spouse pictured? No. That's well, totally hold on. Normal. In financial world, it is normal to have a picture of your, your spouse, your kids. This is what you do. You're out like at the soccer field or something. Yeah, but I've also seen a lot where it's like I've seen substantially more about pages that do not have any picture of anybody other than the employee. And I've seen with pictures of like spouses and kids, things like that. And I don't think that we should be required to put our entire selves online. Like we've had plenty of discussion about personal brand versus company brand. And I say, you know, like I don't want both of us are in the same camp of like, we do not want personal brands. That is not interest for us. Like, we don't want it to be where we have to be in the same positions forever and ever. We want it to be a company and like anybody who's working with us is helping to serve people. And so like, you don't need to see my wife. No, sorry. And like, you don't need to see his wife. 
But help me understand, Bree, because you were the first one to bring this to me. And actually, you've had this twice now that somebody said that they thought we were married. Yeah. Why? Why the assumption? I think it's just the typical old school thought process that the husband runs the business and the wife helps. And so obviously, whoever the woman is has to be the wife because she just helps out the business. Even Obviously, though. it's not because you're smart and you can do the job. Yeah. Like, And by the way, the people that have brought this up, they're not old. No, not at all. They're younger than me. So is this just like a societal thing or what? I mean, what's your belief on it? I think it is definitely a societal thing, especially depending on how you grew up. And if you saw the concept of husband runs business, wife helps, then you're more inclined to see and think that. And I've had this discussion with my friends. I was like, guys, this is what keeps getting said to me. And they've grown up in completely different areas and environments. So like, I never would have assumed that or thought that. Like, why? And so I think it just has a little bit to do with where you're from, but also society as a whole, not viewing women as necessarily equal or worthy or anything like that there to help, especially if you come from a religious background, like you are the helpmate and you help your husband succeed and get to where he wants to be and you support and you do all those things without complaint. I say about my life, we moved 1,200 miles from my wife's job and she got a great opportunity. She's the rose. People are like, you moved for your wife's job? I was like, yeah, why not? And like, there's like this pause, like you did what? And I'm like, why not? There are days where I'm like feeling the, you know, the, there's a lot of hate against white males right now because you know, the privilege and all the other things, which is probably well-placed. At the same time, I'm over here trying to like recruit good people to the, to the field. And then they're getting this crap. And I'm like, wow, how do we change finance? I mean, you had some numbers. What were the numbers on like diversity in finance? Yeah, so for CFP professionals, 23.7% are female and less than 1% identify as non-binary. So it's primarily males. And then as far as race and ethnicity goes, 82.3% are white. And the next one is Asian or Pacific Islander, 4.1%. It's not very diverse. Oh, it's not diverse at all. Let's be honest on that. Like it is, there's not diversity really in there at all. And there's a bunch of like, National organizations, CFP board being one of them, NAPFA, a few others, working on diversity and inclusion work. And I've actually been having some fights with them because they don't talk about being child-free as a diverse issue. You know, it's about being LGBTQ+, and other things, but I'm like, and child-free. Well, like, I'm like, just like, add it on. Finance has a huge diversity problem. So I wonder if, I don't know, you and I were running a cupcake shop instead, would it still be that you're my wife? Yeah. I mean, I worked at a restaurant and I got confused for the owner's wife on multiple occasions. That happened. Same with another business. So it was like trailers, cars, campers, different things like that. I was still the wife. I don't think it matters what industry in. I think it's just a society as a whole. So how do we change that? I would love to tell you an answer, but I don't have a good answer. All right. Let me ask it a different way. Go for it. Bree, what are we doing as a company that is right to change it? And what are we doing as a company that's wrong, like not changing it? I think... From a perspective of confusing people is we do talk about our wives and things like that. We'll mention it, but we don't ever say anything. So I think that causes confusion and just contributes to it. But also that shouldn't. This is a really hard question. I don't know. Obviously, we shouldn't be doing this podcast. That that would Together, yeah. confuse it. Yeah. <laughs> no. We're going to include in the show notes, we have a core principles that our company is based upon. And in like... Diversity inclusion, part of that is is all in there for a reason, because it is the core. 
And then, by the way, we talk about like getting out of debt as a principle. Like, oh, you you're talking about diversity as a whole. Well, when you ask that well, question, I thought. Well, I'm going the next step. Life thing. Yeah. So we go from the husband and wife thing to diversity. What are we as a company doing right, and what are we doing wrong? What do we need to change? Because I don't think we can change people's bias. Let's call it. But what we can do is try to bring a different group into the finance world or different environment into the finance world or we can be our own change makers. Yeah. I think it's really hard right now because we, you know, are working to recruit people who have CFPs and the industry isn't necessarily there aren't a ton of diverse options there. It's pretty old pale and sale as you say. I would love to eventually get to the point where we offer scholarships for people to get their CFP. There are other scholarships available too. But I think it would be really cool to be able to be like, hey, you know, if you want to join, like, believing these principles, here's a scholarship you can apply for to help bring on more people with diverse backgrounds. Because otherwise, it can be hard to get your CFP education done and pay for that, all those things. I would say we just posted for a job. I had like 60 applications in the first week, which is actually great as far as applications. I don't know if we broke 25% that were women. I can tell you we interviewed a whole lot more than 25% that are women intentionally. And the hard part is getting into finance. So if you're going to become a CFP, you got to have a bachelor's degree. You got to have six more classes. You got to have 4,000 or 6,000 hours of experience. And let's be real. I can't pay for everybody to go get their CFP and to get the training at 6,000 hours. I'd have to make a two or three year commitment to people so that we can make them from scratch so we can bring more people out, which I'm going to try to do. But frankly, that means I have to bring them in as like a, I don't know, like a lower level intern, something, because I can't afford to pay for two years of training for somebody just because the numbers, but I know it's the right thing to do too. So like little behind the scenes here, Bree reached out. We were in a, in a child-free group and said, Hey, I might be interested in doing some of this finest stuff at one point. We had a conversation for like a month. It was at least that. Yeah. Back and forth. Bad. And I saw him Bree. Yep. Absolutely. This is somebody who can come on board. She can help on marketing, but she also has it. She has the skills. And Bree's going through all the process, but it takes a while. Like we're talking about, if we want to like change the diversity of CFPs, each one takes two to three years to change. And by the way, it's one out of 80,000. Yep. It's a lot. Like it is a long process and it's, it's hard to do. And I, I'm probably not best to speak on it just because I got in at a good, good time. And so now we've realized like we need more help a lot faster than we expected. Well, and that's the problem. If I need people that are ready to go. I have to go with the pool that's there, which is not diverse. Yep. Now, let me ask you a different question. So this is what I've been debating is, do our people need to be child-free? Yeah, we've had this conversation, and I think to under, understand it like and work with clients, I think they would appreciate that. I'm not 100% like, yeah, you absolutely have to be child-free for everything. Like, If there's back-end stuff, I'm okay with that. But you need to be respectful and kind and not a jerk about it. So we actually, in the job posting, we asked the question of, why do you want to serve child-free people? We're not saying, hey, you can or can't be child-free, but you have to understand why you want to serve this population. If we look at the data, we don't have it. We would probably see there's very few child-free folks in the financial world. I don't know. If you look at our socials, something like 80 plus percent are women. Yeah. Well, what I really want are child-free women in finance to serve child-free women. Literally, like, I know... One CPA, I know one CFP, three CFPs who are women who are child-free. They don't all serve child-free functions. Yeah, but like I know a few. 
They're like, I can literally count them all on hand. They're not many at all. And that's hard. Like there's, it's not a diverse pool. It's a very small number. This takes lots of time to get and earn. And that's not achievable for like, or not, it's, it is achievable if you go through it. It is not realistic for everybody to be able to have that timeline to go through it. By the way, if you're listening and you want to get into finance, feel free to email Bree or I. We'll hook you up with some scholarships, different things you can apply for. There's ways to get in. It just takes a long time. Yeah. We will go out of our way to help people. I'm, I you know, do intro meetings with people all the time and kind of informational interviews, try to put them in the right direction. And then they're like, that's a lot of work. And I'm like, it is. And by the way, you start off, you're not making much money. You make good money at the end, but you kind of start off making not so great money. Yeah. Like I literally put in our ad, you know, this is what we pay per hour. We don't pay the best, but we train well. Mm-hmm. And I had to be honest with that. And I think the hard part though is we get stuck back to the assumptions like Brie is my wife. Yeah. Which is not true. And it's like the assumptions suck because it, it is kind of, I don't think people realize when they assume those things or like make those comments, how they're basically degrading the person they're asking that to. I got here because of the work I did and the work I put in, and that's it. I'm with you. All right, so we try to hire diverse people. We try to support it. We try to change it. We get still. Yeah. We get still. So, Bree, I'm, I wave the magic wand. You're in charge of the company. You can do whatever you want. What would you do? What I do? Oh, golly. There's a lot of things I would do. <laughs> Just kidding. For this issue. It's just, yeah, for this issue. Long term, would love to be able to take more people who can take more time, kind of like the path I'm on, where it's a little bit longer to go through training and earn their CFP, do all of that, and also like offer, cover that, basically tuition reimbursement for that. And yeah, I think just do more outreach to get people into the industry and also. It is very intimidating to look at it and be like, oh, I'm going to do the CFP or even to consider doing it because you look it up and you're like, says, you know, the CFP is one of the hardest financial exams there is. The CFA is the one that's harder than that, harder than the CFP. The CFA is Chartered Financial Analyst and that's primarily business, like business finance. And so it's intimidating to even for people to really believe that they could do it. And, and women are pretty much geared to be like teachers or nurses or helpers, like helping professions. And finance isn't necessarily seen in that same light. It's seen more of as like a male career and like men go into it, getting the education out there and in schools. So hopefully people, as they like grow up, that is something they want to do. So they have a summer program for the Black and Latinx internships. Mm-hmm. So the problem is an internship is a good idea. The problem is I can only pay so much to an intern. So then I kind of feel bad paying them. Not great. Yeah. By the way, I'm in Mississippi. Minimum wage here is $7.25. I'm not paying that. But like literally I could pay him $7.25. I'm like, I'm not going to insult somebody with that. Yeah. All right. Bree's in charge of the company. How much of the company profit, the company's money do you put into this initiative? And by the way, learning is at my core. Like I'm, I'm 100% with you on the beliefs. The question is... Bottom line, how much of your money are you willing to put in to train the next generation? Yeah, I think we usually talk about like learning being 10%. Like now when we say learning, like very dedicated learning, like I have to read a book every month for book club. 
and read other things or go to webinars being 10% of the job, aside from all the learning that you get with clients, I would say 10% like match the amount of time as well. So can I raise client prices by 10% to cover that? No, but we can adjust profits. You've adjusted profits so many different times and you've spent them all four times. No, I have not. Because here, by the way, here's the problem. The problem is the combination between how much money we put into developing people, how much we put it in learning time, how much we put in developing products and content that we get, like this podcast, we give it away for free, things like that. We do a whole lot of community efforts. At some point, I hate to say it, but the company has to make up money. Yeah. I didn't, I have only adjusted profits one other time. So where, where I'm going with this is, so internships, the problem with like unpaid internships, there's a huge privilege issue there because you have to actually have money to afford an unpaid internship. So instead we go to some type of trainee, let's say it's 15 bucks an hour, but then I kind of feel bad offering them 15 bucks an hour. I mean, I got work for them to do, but they kind of like are spending half their time working and half their time learning, or I could spend a little more money and then train less people. It's hard. And I think it's something we'll continue I don't think there's a perfect answer. And I think as soon as we hit stop on a recording, we'll probably also change our minds a bit too. And as we like think through this more, because there's no one right answer and it, it will be adjusted over time. The right answer, by the way, in the financial community is not to talk about this at all. Yeah. Well, do we ever listen to those quote unquote right answers? So I was doing a press thing and they were talking about DEI initiatives and they're like, what does your company do for it? Well, I'm like, yeah, it's part of what we do every day and we and we struggle over these issues and they're comparing to like a big firm that shall remain nameless who's like has a policy that we're going to try to hire more people of diverse and blah 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 by the way all their management team is all old still and bail you know like that beautiful diversity statement they've written up but they're not actually doing anything about because it. it takes a lot of work and money and time effort to change a, a whole industry it does it takes a lot of time and i think I don't think this change is going to happen overnight. I don't think that I'll necessarily see even all the change in my lifetime. Well, you might. I would love you to. You got a lot more lives, a lot more years ahead of you than I do. Yeah, I would love to, but I still don't know that in today's current world, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess the argument we're making is that this question about Bree being my wife is actually a s- systemic issue. Mm-hmm. It's probably less that we do a podcast together or that we happen to work together. It's more just the kind of the assumptions that go with things. The, there's an assumption like if hey, I, I married Bree, that I guess I married everyone was highly. Uh, that's ridiculous. Okay, I just think we need to honor the dignity and worth of every individual and kind of just make it part of what we do. The interesting side note on diversity: I sound like 27 states have protection against discrimination based on family status, but it only protects people who have kids. It does not protect people who don't. It's like one of those weird things. You know, it's it's hard because you like post a job and you're like, hey, I want diverse candidates. And then on 60 applications, you don't get them. I, it's hard. Yeah, it is very hard. If you have advice, throw it in the socials and tell me what to do. Um, I, by the way, I can't do it all. I'm just being honest. There's limitations. I'm trying to do everything we can. I think the company's trying to do everything we can. Maybe I'll put a note on the about page that says Bree is not my wife. I I, I don't know. At least we have a podcast now saying it, so at least people will be able to get there. I can see it now. People in social are like, damn, I thought she was your wife. And like, just to piss me off. Like, 
you know we're going to get those comments just for the fun of it now at this point. But also, if you are interested in getting in the financial field, feel free to either Bree or, or I. Our emails are, are very simple. It's Bree at Child Free Wealth, Jay at Child Free Wealth. Like, you, you can guess what our email address is, right? Seriously. And say, hey, I want to join the, like to see about the industry. We might not be, uh, be the big people to bring in, but there are scholarships out there. There are ways, there are processes. We'll get you in. It'll take a while. We'll put you in the right direction. S- some other people then look at how much work it is, go different. That's okay. We'll all try to figure out what we want to be when we grow up. But we need to work on this diversity issue in finance. And I think, by the way, child free is a diversity issue in finance that's also overlooked. Kind of the weird thing of I'm the straight white male who's saying I'm a diverse candidate. Well, no, I'm diverse because of being part of child free, not because of the rest of it. There are people who think that it's really weird, but all right, well, I'd have her. If you have a great idea, cool. The other one I'm going to say for child free folks, if you're interested in these diversity issues, engagement, check out New Legacy Institute. They're doing a whole lot of work on how to protect child free folks in the workplace and make sure we have benefits. We're not discriminating against all that. It's a huge issue. I don't have the answers. I acknowledge that I'm at least stale and pale, I guess. Uh, I guess I'm old, too. I don't know. But I can't change it. It is what it is. <laughs> but I'm trying to make a, a new environment and not make them all my wife because my wife, my actual wife would be really mad at that. You know, hopefully she doesn't watch this one because she'd be really confused by bringing my wife. Same goes for yours. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a rating or review. We'd love to keep the conversation going. Follow Child Free Wealth on social media or email us at podcast at childfreewealth.com. If you're interested in working together, learn more by visiting our website, www.childfreewealth.com. We'll see you next time.